Welcome to the Why Not Us podcast. Yep. My name is Carter Kramer, my good friend Mike McGowan. Dude, special day. Yeah. We've got your good friend. And now I can, I think I can say my friend. I don't know, Mike. Maybe you can, but uh Mike <laughs> I think, Timlin. I, I think you I think we're good by now. I love it. <laughs> Mike Timlin, dude. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, Mike. So I've told this story, Mike, to several people, right? I grew up watching you do your thing on the mound. And I was, you know, I, to be honest, I wasn't like baseball wasn't my main thing, but I've always had this huge respect for major league pitchers. Cause to me, that's one of the biggest differences between, you know, amateur baseball, college baseball, and professional baseball, like dude, the Nolan Ryan era, Roger Clemens, you know, these guys that were just monsters. Right. And no yeah. And, and like, I, I think we're all lucky that we kind of grew up, I think in the prime time of some of those really gritty, major league baseball pitchers and i would put you in that category man and then i met you and i was like this isn't the guy this isn't the, this isn't the guy i saw on the mound he's like he's a super nice humble yeah well-spoken guy and honestly man i just we i i was like this is great what a great opportunity to meet this guy and get to know this person that i idolized in some ways as a kid so hey, not to make your head too big but thank you man for doing this because this is really yeah. exciting for me well, I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, when you start the uh, the story that you're saying, you know, when you you were growing up watching me on the mound, that it kind of makes me feel kind of old. <laughs> right well, I wasn't that young so. when you were playing. I shouldn't make myself sound that young. We're not that far apart, but but yeah, no, dude, that's man, that's uh, all good. Yeah, and and so tell us a little bit, Mike. Uh, I think for everybody, because obviously not everybody did grow up, you know, uh, following baseball. You know, like obviously Mr. McGowan over here is a huge baseball fan, but not everybody's like that. Tell us a little bit just about where you come from, man. You know, your background, your story, and where your career kind of started, and and take us down the path a little bit. Okay, well, you know, I was I was born in Midland, Texas, so way out, you know, West Texas, oil country, uh, football country. Um, you know, I grew up playing football. Um, but as I started getting into high school, uh, you know, my mom realized that, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any wider. I was getting taller, but not any wider. So, you know, if you take a baseball bat and you hit a, a piece of wire, it tends to bend. So that's kind of how she saw me on the football field. Ah. Um, so she suggested, you know, maybe I should not you know, kind of play football. And I was, I was decent at it. Um, you know, and I, it wasn't something I loved, but growing up, you know, when I was 10, um, I was able to play baseball, you know, with 12, 13 year olds I, that it was, it just came to me. It was, it was, you know, for no other, you know, way to say it, it was a, you know, God given gift. Yeah. Um, I had a great arm. I was decently fast. Uh, not the greatest hitter, but, you know, could hold my own when I needed to, you know, as a young, young guy and uh, played center field, pitched, caught, played first base in high school, um, you know, finally to get into college, um, my cousin or my uncle knew a, a guy who knew a coach in Georgetown, Texas at Southwestern University, and I got a tryout. And uh, I went down, you know, on a Saturday, uh, all the way to Georgetown, Texas, down, down by Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, I had some family in that area, which is kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I, I got a tryout and I, I did really well. I, I struck out a couple of guys, you know, pitching and then, you know, got a couple of hits during the inter-squad game. And, uh, you know, so I got a half scholarship to a NAIA school. Ah. Um, and, you know, just went from there. And, you know, we were close uh, playing a college ball. We played University of Texas. We played uh, we played TCU. We played University of Houston. Yeah. But we also played NAI schools and, you know, some Division twos, you know, just in our area and Oklahoma and that sort of thing. So, you know, baseball was good. Um, it just, like I said, it, it, was a, it was a natural thing, progression for me. Yeah. Um, let me, let me ask you, school. let me Go ask ahead. you this question, man, that moment where you get the tryout, you know, is that, is that one of those key moments in your life? I mean, obviously, you know, a tryout can go one of two ways. It sounds like it went well for you, you know, is right. that, is that one of those turning point moments in your life? Uh, yeah, I, I, you could probably say that. I mean, it was, uh, 
I went down, you know, and I showed up like I would show up at a high school practice. I had, you know, baseball pants on and I had, you know, the, the old white t-shirt with the colored sleeves, you know, yeah. hat, plates, all <laughs> yep. the stuff, you know, and all these college kids are showing up and they're in t-shirts and shorts. And, you know, it's just like total, you know, chill, relaxed. And I, I kind of felt out of place, but I was like, well, you know, this is, this is what we gotta, gotta do. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, I, I, I did really well that day. I mean, let's just, let's just say that, um, there's, there's a whole nother story that we could cover, you know, in that, during that tryout, but, uh, did really well. Uh, the coach that we had lost his job to, uh, Willie Mays in triple a. Wow. No, yeah. Willie Mays. And, uh, they were going to both went to big league camp and they, they kept Willie Mays and they left him down in triple a. So that's, you know, that's the kind of caliber of coach that we had. Yeah. You know, and he was just a good Crazy. old boy, country boy um, from Texas. And, uh, you know, recognized that I could, I could play the game a little bit. But yeah, yeah it was uh, you, awesome. You, you rose to the occasion that day. Yeah. You, there, was a, there was a stage <laughs> and, and then there you were, right? I uh, mean, yeah. And, 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 and without even realizing it. Yeah. And not for nothing. I mean, at the end of the day, what? Um, at your eighth all time in appearances in, in Major League Baseball at the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 16 years. Total? Eight, 18, 18 years 18, total. 18 years total. What a career, man. Yeah. Four, four rings, yeah, two was... with the Jays, two with yes. my, our Red Sox. Our yeah. Red Sox. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, really great. What, what number did you wear in, in college? Uh, I wore number 27, and we were the Pirates. So I uh, pictured myself as Kent Ticaldi. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 27. Who, again. Yeah. yeah who, who later I met. Uh, you know, in coming up through the minor leagues right before the big leagues, I, I met Kent and uh, good dude. I mean, just regular guy, you know, kind of yeah. geeky looking. Uh, you obviously <laughs> you saw him on the mound. I mean, he was tall, oh, yeah. thin, you know, yep. glasses, and you know, he just slung the ball. So it was, it was yep. kind of a, a good role model. Yeah, very cool. That's way cool. Uh, I mean, uh, are there obviously the the O four team sticks out? Right, um, breaking yes. the curse, coming back yeah, from three nothing at the end. So, so all of that. I mean, what what what's what's one moment for you that you just love to share, just love the audience to hear about that really sticks out that you have a a, a really interesting perspective on? Um, well, the the first World Series that that I was in in uh, in 1992. <clears throat> I got, I got Jays, the last right. Out. Yep, Blue yeah, Jays. Those uh, it was my second year in the league, um, you know, I made my first year was 1991. We lost to the to the Minnesota Twins uh, in the playoffs, and we would have played the Braves had we won, which we yes. would have played the Braves the next year. But um, you know, I, I went in, in in 1992, had to fight my way back. I had uh, elbow surgery. I was missing, you know, four months of the season. Oh, I didn't know and that. Finally, finally got my my arm back in shape, and I was you know pitching, and I literally got the last out of the 1992 World Series, and the story goes, uh, myself and Mark Eichhorn were down in the bullpen warming up. This was the tenth inning. We've already gone through Dwayne Ward, Tom Hinkie, and then we put Jimmy Key in. Um, you know, wow. cause they're, they're, vet, they're veterans and, yeah. you know, so we put Jimmy key in and he got in trouble. Um, there was a guy on third base who the pinch runner was John Smoltz. Oh uh, we man. Had, <laughs> we had, we had two, two outs and Otis Nixon was coming to, to bat and, uh, Cito Gaston came out, raised his hand. And as soon as I saw him move his right hand, I just sprinted off the mound. I didn't know if he wanted me because Mark and I were both right-handers but um you know he called me in and uh you know I, I took the ball from him and he said okay you know otis has a has a chance you know he, he might bunt right here so just be aware it might bunt i'm like okay got it and you know he walks off and i do my my pitches and i'm kind of walking around back of the mound and kelly gruber comes over he goes okay you know just just be aware you you've got the bunt just in case and i said okay I, i've got that and Joe Carter, who was playing right field earlier in the game, um, moved to first base. Mm -hmm. So he was playing first base, and he, he comes over, and he's like, 
he's like, and he called me Timmy. He goes, okay, Timmy. He goes, you got, you got the first baseline if he bunts. I'm like, okay. So I turn around, you know, I'm like, great. You know, outfielders tell me he's going to bunt, but so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I turn around and Pat Borders is standing there and he goes, all okay. All these names. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I know. Right out of the archives. Um, so he goes, okay. So I had a, this feeling you know, I'm not sure where I got it from, but he had a possibility of bunting, you know, in the, uh, in this situation. So I, I got up there, you know, he calls it, he calls a four seamer. I throw it and Otis swings and he fouls it, fouls it off. And he literally just barely got it out of borders glove. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, so just get back on the mound. I'm, I'm throwing strikes. No worries. Next pitch, you know, another four seamer. He turns around, he bumps it. I go over to first base, you know, pick it up. I, this guy's flying. I mean, he, he flies. Yeah, really so, fast. Yeah. You know, the uh, the throw barely beat him, but, you know, we won. You know, we did the whole pile and all the stuff. I was going to say, place erupts, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole yeah, it place just, it, it explodes. But we're, we're in your way. And we, and we win. But yes, which, which is a whole, that's a whole nother story as that night goes through. But, um we uh <laughs> don't laugh mike yeah i can't even imagine i mean so, what, what an accomplishment right to be a part oh, of a was, world series championship dude that is i mean how few people will ever experience second year that. in the league yeah incredible yeah. man yeah, it, was, it was crazy so the end of that story is otis dixon comes and he's on our team the next year and we're in spring training and we're out on the field and we're you know and finally one of the reporters is like did you ever ask him why he bunted? So I went over and I was like, Otis, man. He goes, why, why, did, why did you bunt in that situation? I mean, you had a guy on third base, two outs. He goes, did you see the first swing? He goes, I barely got around on the ball. <laughs> so he just, he figured I might, I might as well make contact somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. Good for him for recognizing, yeah, right. hey, maybe this is my best chance to, to help my team, you know. <laughs> try, to, try to tie this thing up. Yeah, right. And you know, sometimes so, that does catch people off guard, you know, in those off situations like that, you've seen that work yeah. in the game, you know, where somebody kind of does something unorthodox for that situation. Yeah. And sometimes it catches people on their heels. You yeah. never know. And so but it does now because, you know, baseball's not tuned to small ball. Right. right. Um, if guys, if guys bunt, it's, it's highly irregular. Right. Now right. or back in the early nineties and eighties, I mean, it was all, it was bunt and run national league was, Small ball, you know, they try to one or win as many one run games as they possibly can. So it's yeah. it was a whole different era. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting, man, how and this is maybe just an off topic, but like, you know, you look at like let's say women's college softball, you know, you think about the base paths and the length of the base, they bunt all the time. Yeah. And it works often. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, often. but it's a different size field and yeah. it's a different speed of uh, but it is very uh, it's a very strategic part of the game you yeah. know that that again like you said now people want to hit you know 55 home runs a year every year and that's kind of what people get excited and sell tickets for but it, you know strategically that's always been an important part of the game it's just kind of lost it its lackluster it's becoming a little lackluster in major league baseball maybe yeah, yeah. well like it, it kind of goes you know they it goes hand in hand it's okay to hit you know 30 40 home runs but it's okay to, to strike out 80 90 times yeah right i mean you got there's some guys striking out 200 times a year yeah, what did yeah, I see? Like, what's uh? Yeah, so I, sad. Yeah, yeah. Gallo, right? I saw Schwarber with the other day. He's got oh, like yeah. you know, he's 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 got like as many home runs as he has singles. Yeah. on the season. Yeah, he's, you bat, know? he's batting two hundred, and he's half of them are home runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and a gajillion strikeouts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but you know, when we were kids, and they you know they taught us how to to play. I mean, you you know, you always have the old adage, you know, if you take two strikes, go the other way. You know, so mm -hmm. you try to hit the, you try to make contact and hit the ball to right field just to make contact, so you're not striking out. Right, right. And that's that's kind of gone out the window. They don't, you know, they don't care. All the analytics are like, you know, we, it doesn't matter. It'll all average out. Yeah. As you know, if you're hitting enough home runs, you know, it's going to cover your strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Hey, so so, yeah, so, you, so so you mentioned your mom kind of gave you the advice or kind of, you know, nudged you if you will in the in in the in the in the baseball versus football direction. Um talk a little bit more about your mother. Um what and let's get to, you know, the sharontimlinrace.org. We'll we'll we'll, we'll copy that okay. again, but your mom suffered from ALS, passed away from ALS and and every yes, Father's Day weekend on that Saturday you go to Boston do a 5K. It's a big thing. Yeah, awesome. Talk a little bit more about all of that. 
We, uh, yeah, she, she kind of nudged me. I, I think, you know, just cause I was this kind of a skinny kid. She didn't want, you know, a broken son playing <laughs> yeah. football. It's protecting her boy. <laughs> so yeah. Just trying to, you know, look forward. Mama bear. Um, but she, uh, you know, she, she had ALS and she passed away 21 years ago. Mm. Um, and we got hooked up with a couple of people in the Boston area and we met them actually when I was playing with the Cardinals down in Jupiter. And, you know, just we kind of talked about, you know, them being associated with ALS and, you know, if it ever comes around, maybe we can, you know, do something. And in 2003, uh, obviously, I signed in Boston and it did come around. So we decided to go ahead um, and donate money to uh, the Angel Fund, which, you know, basically supports, you know, people with, you know, ALS. Um, and it goes directly to, uh, research. I mean, like we're talking like, you know, open the glass doors, research on the table, you know, DNA, you know, all the, the chromosomes. I mean, yeah. we're, that's, that's the research we're talking about. We're not talking about, oh, well, you know, maybe we're going to inject this or we're going to do that. Right. No, they're, they're tearing down DNA and, you know, switching chromosomes on and switching chromosomes off that affect this stuff. And they did, they've learn how to do that in mice but you know obviously our dna is you know highly complicated and you know trying to do that with ours is is really difficult plus we have to fight with the D, uh, the fda right. but um you know all the money that we've ever uh raised has gone straight to you know the research part of you know wow. trying to get rid of this disease it's a, it's a uh, catastrophic passed. disease, right, Mike? I mean, for people that yeah, don't know, haven't been through it, I mean, it is one of the worst, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, experiences, yeah. I think, to have to do as a family member, too, to watch Absolutely. somebody go through that. So my heart goes out to you, man, for nobody wants to see a loved one, right? Deal with a a situation Correct. like that where there's there's pain and suffering, man. So yeah. it's, and there's no real explanation for it. Like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of misunderstanding, I think, when it comes to ALS. Um, you know, we talked about ALS, Mike, in our discussion about assisted suicide. Mm. You know, it's mm -hmm. one of those diseases that comes up where it's a terminal, it's terminal and it's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's tough. There's no recovery. I mean, once you, you know, and it's weird because once we found out, um, that she was, she had this, you know, they, we had, we did some research and usually if you lived a long time with it, it was five years. Wow. Um, now they've made some strides mm -hmm. in, in medicine and some of the treatments. And, you know, we've known some people that have had it for, you know, 10 plus years. So it, it moves a little slower. So we've slowed it down a little bit. Yeah. Progress. But, uh, it's still, you know, to see, you know, your family or any, any of your friends have this, you know, you go from being a whole person where, you know, all your limbs and everything move to a shell where it does not affect your brain. You are mm. still intact. You still think you still think you can, you know, talk. And, you know, when it starts going into, you know, the lingua area and the tracheal area, you know, that's where people obviously they, they die because they choke to death or, mm. you know, they, you know, asphyxiate somehow. Um, right. You know, swallowing food or or water or, you know, things like that. You just you don't have the muscle control or anything anymore to, you know, get that out. So that's you know, that that becomes the problem. Well, thank but you, man. Yeah, it's, for, it's, yeah. pretty, I mean, it's pretty nasty. It's pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, your willingness to get involved in that. I mean, Mike, that makes a, that's making a difference. And, you know, yeah, we, so yeah, appreciate you, sure. appreciate you yeah. doing that. I mean, there's people that, uh, you know, that's one of those, those opportunities that you've been given that you have made a difference. And so thank you for that, because I think, I think we never, yes, that's a, that's a, there's a trickle down effect from that, that we may not even see in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. But yeah, but it, dude, that's, that's that one step. You know, we yeah. talk about taking that first step to try to, to make a difference and we never know planting those seeds. We never know where that's going to go. That's um, so true. Yeah. And, and I'm sure too, yeah, we, just the event in Boston, you know, those people and giving, getting people connected to each other. I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. We've done it for, uh, this, this past year, uh, in June was our 20th, uh, run. Wow. Uh, we're not sure yeah. how, awesome. you know, cause we're, we're, we've gone through some race directors. We're not sure, you know, if we're going to be able to continue it since we're so, you know, far away from it 
it's it's hard to continue. You know, if I was living in Boston, it'd be a, a heck of a lot easier sure. uh, to be associated and get get it done. But uh, you know, it, it's kind of tough to keep it going. You know, being so far away. But you know, we've raised just a a five k race in twenty years. We've raised over two million dollars. Oh, wow, awesome. good um, for you, so, man! And, and and you've 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 done some stuff recently where you'll take in virtual runners, right? Like they can they can stay in their hometown. They can go out and walk or run the five k, do the donation, and but but still be part of it, right? And still be part of it. You know, you can mail in, you can call in, and you know you'll get your race t shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and during the COVID time, um, we did the exact same thing. Uh, we we invited all of our friends here in Colorado who support, you know, a lot of things that we, we do and have done and they've gone back to Boston with us. Uh, but we had a virtual run here during COVID and we went over to a park and my wife marked out, you know, the 5k mm-hmm. and we, I mean, we tried to keep it as, as Boston as we possibly could. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we, we served Dunkin' Donuts okay, was say, yeah, at the beginning. I was, was going to ask if you had McGowan go there and start screaming obscenities at people. That's that's keeping it Boston <laughs> right there. And then, you know, we run the race. We come back. We went on, you know, a uh, website called Gold Belly, and we ordered lobster rolls. Right. And, oh, cool. Um, you know, just, I mean, we, we tried, and we invited everybody over. We sat by the pool. We, you know, had a barbecue and all that stuff. And just, you know, just tried to keep it as, as Boston as we possibly could. But. You know, obviously we're not, you know, Boston cooks, but you know, yeah, yeah it's awesome, seafood. My it. wife's not a real big seafood person, so she's like, you know, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna have to do it outside. I don't want that in my house. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't smell it all day for the next week and yeah, a half. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So funny, so funny. But, so, yeah. so, Go ahead. so once again, everyone, um, it's www.sharontimlinrace.org. Yeah. Um, so, so check that and, out. And I'm sure there's a way, Mike. People can donate, even if they're not able to get involved in the 5K. Yeah. Or right? Can is there? Tell us we how have. people can get involved and what they can do to help. Well, they can go to that website and find our find my mom's race. Or mm-hmm. they can go to the angelfund.org okay. uh, under, you know, the same type of deal. And it'll be headlighted on on their uh, website. And you can have, you know, our race. They've got the squirrel run. They've got, you know, many other things that they do in the Boston area, Okay, you know, to raise money for the angel fund, for sure. Awesome. awesome. So, so, yeah. so, I mean, kind of, you know, I, I, growing up, your mom was obviously a big influence. Um, I know faith plays a big role in your life now. Um, you know, when, when, when he was here for the member guest, when you guys met, yeah. um, stayed at my place. And when I would come downstairs in the morning there, there was Mike, you know, yeah. doing his daily reading, yeah. um, you know, very practiced in that very consistent. Um, tell us a little bit more about your faith, your, your mom's influence on that faith and, and, and how it kind of drives you today. Well, it's, uh, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as we all know about Catholics, I mean, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, punishment. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, yeah, we all, we all kind of know that, <laughs> that background of that, yep. but um, you know, my, my wife and I, you know, we've, we've always, once we got married, we decided just to follow Christianity and, you know, we had a lot of friends um, being able to, you know, get together and do groups. Uh, pro athletes outreach was a, a huge thing for us where it's it's professionals teaching professionals so former players and former coaches come and they speak uh, about you know your your faith and all that stuff and you know it's able you're able to you know incorporate your life in baseball your your marriage raising kids finances yeah. all of it i mean they, they covered all of it so you know not this it's not a conversion for me because i mean god is god and yes you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty important thing. I mean, you know, it's like, like you said, you know, I, I try to, you know, get up every morning, just, you know, if it's not reading a lot of the Bible, it's, you know, it, maybe it's a, a verse or two or, you yep. know, a daily reading just to kind of keep you in, in tune. Um, you know, God, the only thing God really wants you to do is, you know, just try to spend a little time with him. And, you know, mm. if your if your day is going wrong, if your day is going bad, if, you know, or, you know, even if your day's going great, you know, you take three seconds and go, you know, thanks God. I really appreciate this. Or yeah. thanks God for putting me through, you know, the bad traffic situation because, you know, for some reason he's slowing you down 
you know, if you see it in a positive light, it's slowing you down for a reason, you know. So look around, see what you see. Yeah. Or, you know, thanks for letting me make that green light or the yellow light. Or <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and you can I mean, God is, you know, when it says in the Bible that He's everywhere, He is everywhere. I mean, yeah. even on the golf course. I mean, and you've absolutely. you guys have, have experienced it, you know. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. When you need a drive and you need to make a drive, it happens. And you're it, our first instinct is not to go, wow, thanks, God. I really appreciate, you know, letting me hit that shot. You're like, oh, yeah, I got that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about, well, it's, it's all, all about, about me, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that I, yeah, I've but never boasted about a shot on a golf shot. course. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Are you kidding me? It makes me want yeah, to God vomit. Has, God like has brought up on the golf course many times. Yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah. yeah Probably usually not in the most positive way, but you know it yeah. does. It does happen. Yeah. It's like, really yeah. It's, uh, you, you, it's a major factor. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. You mentioned golf and and hitting a shot or or that it's that that he is everywhere. Um, and you know it plays into every fundamental, but. But today it seems like everybody is steers away from religion. Everybody steers away from faith. However, in professional sports, you see it a lot. A lot. Right? Like uh, baseball players in particular crossing the plate are always looking up, up to the sky. Well, how many, how many, how many yeah. NFL players you see wearing the cross or how many, you know, there's so many of. Look at the, right? the, the American U.S. Open winner, the tennis U.S. Open winner, the female Coco right. Golf, right? Yes. Just uh, right. after she won, she knelt down and prayed on the, Absolutely, on the side, yeah. right? Well, well, you what, see it after NFL games. I mean, yeah. those, those guys, yeah. uh, we've talked to a lot of NFL guys, both teams, they get out at the 50 yard line around whatever logo or wherever stadium and yeah. they are, they're arm in arm. I mean, and they're not yeah. just like, you know, light blue on, and white on the other, you know, they, they mingle and they are, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's communion. That's a right? serious. That's a serious thing. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I, just, I wonder, you know, well, like, like top notch people like athletes, Right, who have 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 worked so hard to get where they are. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy. I mean, what's the percentage of people who become professional athletes? It's minute, right? Yeah, very. And yeah, it is. You, you've got people who have worked really hard their entire life to get somewhere, and they haven't forgotten what helped them get there. Yeah, right. So, yep. so true. So, so why in society is it just falling away? Why is religion so kind of? look down upon anymore why why is faith like that i mean any 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 thoughts there mike i can't i it's hard for me to figure out why you know society pushes religion away um yeah. and right now i think you know as you guys are talking about it it's all about me i mean our society right now is me driven you yeah. look at you know uh, all social media is all about this is what i've done today i ate this breakfast, I went to here for lunch. I did, you know, we were on the golf course. We took the pictures and blah, 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 you know, and it's all about me, 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 which, you know, the Bible is not all about me. The only me that it's about is God. And, right. you know, he's, he's given you everything that you have, even the breath in your, your lungs. But, you know, people get away from that um, because they don't want to offend somebody. They don't want to offend, you know, I don't even know all the letters. What is it? You know, the, the five letters that are LBGTQ plus FM or AM. I, I don't know. There's yeah, a bunch. You know, now, yeah. But it keeps, I, mean, I think there's a new yeah. one every month or so. Yeah, right. And there's a, and there's a plus sign because, you know, they want to add stuff. I mean, you know, that's fine. And the strange part about it, you know, and it's, it's such a fine line. I mean, God doesn't make mistakes. You know, he doesn't, he's made you as you are, but, you know, people are changing things and we see stuff in, you know, headlines about uh, government officials are fighting with the school system because, or the, or the medical system because, you know, they have children. And I mean, we're talking children under 12 years old. Yeah. That are trying to get a change or yeah. the, change their identity of how they were born. Right. And, you know, it, it's, you, you don't become, you know, you don't get into the age of reason with, uh, um, you know, until you're, you know, 10 or 12. I mean, you right, can't even right. really comprehend the world. Right. And, right. You know, they're trying to change stuff. And that's just, that's just, that's just weird to me. Yeah. Um, 
There's a there's a All term right. Mike that I've I've mentioned to Mr. McGowan and I feel I've said to him and somebody else said this to me and it's one of those things that just stuck with me and it was like we live in this age where people are inflicted with terminal uniqueness like they have such a desire to be so different or they believe that they're they're so unique compared to every other human and it's like no dude we're all human we're all just human like i'm not yeah. so different from you or from mike or from you know the guy that's on the street underneath the bridge we're all human man we're all made of the same flesh and blood and and i i think there's this desire to be like well but i'm different yeah you know, but I'm, but I, but you would never understand. Right. It's like, well, yeah, really? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Does that, does that kind of ring yeah. home to you? No, that does. I mean, it, you know, it's funny because we're all the same, you know? Yes. Yeah. We're all there. We're, we're different colors. We're different shapes. We're, you know, different facial features. We're different hair, everything, which it literally falls into what you just said. We are absolutely unique. We are not exactly the same. I don't think like you. I don't walk like you. I don't talk like you, but we all say the same words and we can speak to each other. But God has made you extremely unique under what you're saying. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. So, I do. I mean, you so love the, to bow hunt. The purpose to try to be more unique than just than, what than I've what been getting, are. right? Yes. I mean, what, the, you know, this why, why, make, why make it stand out? I mean, yeah. God, why question? God already made you stand out. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. I think yep. it's an acceptance versus question. Yeah. So, so let me ask you something because this is where you and I kind of connected. Yeah. Um, you know, nature plays a big part of my spiritual beliefs. Um, you know, best out, church in the world. I'm so glad you said that. So that's kind of one of the things <laughs> you and I chat about. You know, we I meet you and and we start to talk about, hey, what do you do? Where are you from? And we kind of found a, a common ground talking about bow hunting and about spending time out in nature. And I think there's a primal aspect to bow hunting that some people that don't do it don't understand. There's a there becomes an intimate relationship, I think, a lot of times with the animals that you're trying to harvest. Um, mm -hmm. talk about how the hunting, the nature, the bow hunting specifically you know, how you said it's the greatest church, you know, talk to me about that a little bit and, and how you view that and, and kind of how that became important to you. Well, you know, I grew up in Texas and, you know, hunting is, it's just, it's just part of life. Yes. Um, it's just it, like it Iowa, always right? has been. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Wherever you grow up. I mean, you know, if you're not in a big city, you've probably hunted something somewhere sometime. Right. Um, so, you know, people from larger cities, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, don't spend time out in nature probably don't understand what we're talking about but there's something unique you know if you're sitting at a tree stand or a ground blind excuse me <clears throat> i don't know what the heck i got in my throat it's all good um to sit there and watch the sunrise and to know that god is making that sunrise and you know he's given you a brand new day all over again yeah you know, things are all new you know, when he, when he makes the sunrise. So to sit there and watch the world wake up, whether you're hunting deer or turkey or elk or, you know, you know, moose, you know, sheep, whatever you're hunting. Right. You get to see, you know, him wake the world up, which is unbelievable. Now we've all sat in a hotel room in a big city and, you know, the sun rises and you're like, oh man, I got to go out there. And, you know, as soon as you open the door, their horns are honking and it's like, oh, yes. oh you know, the it's, noise. it's just like noise. And the overstimulation. Yeah. You don't have that, um, in church. You right. don't have that in nature. So that's where I relate, you know, when God says he is everywhere and if you can't hear him speak, the rocks will scream his name and the stars will you know, tell you. So you can see him everywhere if yeah. we don't speak about God. Now, I relate that to being in nature and hunting, you know, yes. as that's church. I mean, do I do I go to church on Sundays? Sure. But I mean, you can go to church and you know, you can spend time outside and you can talk to God, whether you're working in the field or, you know, mowing your back lawn or, you know, trimming trees or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, he's there. I mean, that's, you know, that's how I tie, you know, nature into being, you know, God and church.
Yeah. I think a lot of people, man, that aren't, haven't really, uh, there's a, there's different types of people that are hunters. And we all know that in any aspect of life, the people that do it poorly or maybe unethically, or they're the ones that people tend to look at and say, well, this isn't right. But that's one of the things I really respect about you. You have the same perception I do. I'm not out there to kill an animal. I'm out there to appreciate and be a part of something that's much larger than I am ever capable of, of truly grasping. You know, there's all this energy and all this life, like you said, you know, the world wakes up. That to me is a really profound experience. The, the harvesting an animal part, if that's even, if that happens, it's a bonus. And it's about the relationship with the nature and the animals and the natural ecosystem that's there and trying to, trying to respect that and live within that and not to be disruptive of that to a point where you, you know what i'm saying mike i think there's this perception Agreed. of non-hunters where they're like oh you just want to go out and kill something well that's not fair i think that's why we hunt with primitive weapons you know that's a yeah. much more intimate if i wanted to go out and kill something from a thousand yards away with a rifle we have the tech we have the ability to do that right that does not give me the same level of satisfaction as going out there and getting 15 yards within 15 yards of an animal in its natural habitat absolutely different to me do you agree that's a totally total different thing i mean you know you know mike mike knows i mean you know he's been in a whole lot of uh, different situations you know shooting something you know from a thousand yards is it fair well sometimes no but i mean is it required sometimes yes ah yeah good way to um, say it you know it's uh it's all about perspective and what you do but i mean you know, if you're a bow hunter by nature, you know, you will gun hunt because sometimes, you know, you want to go out and you need meat for your freezer. So Absolutely. it's a whole lot easier to get 500 yards from something than it is five yards from something. Yeah. So, <laughs> no you know, it's, you know, no doubt, you know, we are human and we are, uh, you know, advanced, you know, because God gave us that ability to be advanced and we, we rule over all the animals of the earth. So we have an advantage to use a firearm. They don't. I mean, but I mean, heck their eyesight's better, you know, they're, they're faster. They hear better. You know, their senses are, or makes ours look like, you know, we're a dill pickle. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. (laughs) So that's true. It's yeah. true. Uh, so, so let's let's one one last topic I want to cover real quick, yeah. and, and then we'll get you out of there. Um, the Pitchers and Patriots organization. You and Mike Myers out there up, up there in Colorado founded Pitchers and Patriots. Um, tell us yes, a little sir. bit about that. It's it's near and dear to me because it it you know the 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 charity aspect of it you know goes to military foundation. And, and this is how you guys foundation. met, right? Is yeah, this not how you guys met each other? Yeah, okay. It, it so, is. Yeah, we met at, at yeah. the first event. Um, we played golf the day before, and how many times have I said it? You stick me in a cart with somebody for four hours. We either we're either fast friends, or you will never talk to me again in your life. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so Timlin, so Timlin is one of the. So here we are talking. Is what you're so. saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. No, it's, no, no, it's true. Yeah, our, and, yeah, go ahead. The pitchers are patriots. Yeah, it's uh, you know Myers came up with that walking down uh, the fairway with another friend of ours who's who's on our our board with us. Um, and he's walking down and during COVID he's walking down. He's like, how glorious is this, that we get to, we have a chance to play golf in the middle of the United States, you know, uninterrupted. How blessed are we because of the people that serve this country and keep us safe. And we're able to do daily things that we're able to do. And we don't, we, we've never put our toes on the line. Like yes, Mike has, you know, we've never We've never gone that route and never had to go on that route because they have done it for us. Mm-hmm. So this is our way of, you know, trying to, you know, uh, say thank you for many, many years of, you know, and we obviously we both played major league baseball and we've run across many, many veterans and you, you say thank you. And I know you guys are appreciative of it. We are. And you look us in the eye and you're like, you know, it was your job. It was, it was what you wanted to do. It was what you felt like you were called to do. Look, look or Mike, these guys didn't do Mike's Mike's case, right? maybe you were dragged into it, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. And we'll Whoops. cover that some other time. But, yes, um, you know, it was, 
it was what you do and you became like I became and, you know, and what Carter does for a living, you become what to love who you are and what you're doing. That's your job. And, you know, I've had a lot of people say, thank you, you know, for the 2004 world series, which 86 years of, you know, frustration. And I'm like, well, you're welcome because, and I don't know what to say because it was a job that I was doing and I, I really enjoyed it. So the veterans are the same way. Did they enjoy being shot at? No, probably not. No one does, but you know, it's still, it became part of their life and that's what they, that's who they were at that time and they were good at it. So, you know, you, we, this organ, you know, we raise money for that, you know, to say thank you. And if we cannot say thank you to the veteran himself, if, you know, he is a gold star family, um, you know, we say thank you to their family yes. um, by, you know, trying to replace, you know, which is something that's irreplaceable because life is irreplaceable. But, you know, at least we can help them, you know, get over some kind of financial difficulty or, you know, help them in some way, you know, whatever, whatever we can do to, uh, to give back. It's awesome. You know, and it's, it's awesome. It's financial, but, you know, uh, it's still, it's, it's pretty heartfelt, you know, some of the, and Mike, you were there. I mean, you know, some of the stories that you hear from the families and the, and the veterans that have, you know, walked mm-hmm. and you've got your own stories, um, but that have walked that line, you know, it's, it's to us, it's, it's hair raising. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's no other way to say it. It's, just, it's scary as hell. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, but, it's an awesome, it's an awesome event. Yeah. Uh, happens in August. I've been two out of three years. Um, benefits the seal foundation, correct? Seal um, legacy foundation. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, you know, and not only do, you know, some military families and people that are being, um, you know, honored or recognized, uh, at these events, not only do they show up, right. But then you've got former MLB players that these guys know and played with. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I went one year and we had dinner the night before and I was sitting next to Jim Tomei and I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. He's a big right? hunter too, by the way. That's, that's he's, a, he, yeah, he's, he's another big bow hunter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois guy. Yeah. And so, and it's, and, and the, some of the stories that you hear from these families or from the veterans themselves are really heartfelt yeah. silent auction stuff. And they raise a ton of money. Right. One guy, that shows up every year because he lives in that area is a guy by the name of goose gossage and uh yeah he and i have become quite quite uh friendly slash unfriendly because <laughs> he found out i was must, a red sox fan and he must be hyped. pinstripes and socks or something yeah, like that that's right that's right a little <laughs> little of this going on yeah um yeah well no man i think go ahead go ahead we're gonna say oh i was just gonna say i think uh we're probably about time yeah, right i don't want to get too too long because i don't want to lose um you know i want to lose people to this lengthy yep. you know but i'll tell you what mike thank you so much yeah. for number one um yes, for sir. just being a good human being um you know you welcomed me when i met you made me feel welcome you know mike and i talk about that a lot about how we don't know sometimes how just that simple gesture can change somebody's day, change somebody's trajectory. We talk a lot about kind of that butterfly effect of, you know, the difference of leaving a positive impact on someone that you just maybe touch for an hour or a couple hours on the golf course and what that can do to someone's confidence or someone's mentality. So anyway, thanks for just being a good human being, but dude, thanks for, thanks for taking this blessing that you have and giving back man and, and making an effort to get involved in some of these things that have touched you multiple ways dude there that's just that's it's i hope that you understand what a beautiful thing that that is that you've been a part of and been able to do um i'm proud of you man i'm proud of you for doing what you're doing and uh you should be proud and i hope and i know that you are but i I know that you're also very humble um but i hope you take a second to pat yourself on the back and uh it's a beautiful thing so um go ahead you were going to say something else to wrap it up i was just going to say thanks man i really appreciate it our best to dawn um and and the kids yes um and 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 yeah man just uh, just i can't wait to see you next time we got it we got to get in this in, in the next tournament and, and actually win this time ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least beat that one team that we didn't beat that's right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the revenge, revenge. revenge. Yeah. there's always one yeah. team in every flight that just you're just yeah yeah i, I'm, I, wanna yeah, just, like, I was gonna say they're usually the assholes yeah, in the play exactly. too yeah yeah yeah, you're just yeah. like, nope, don't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He became yeah. he became the Tim one on the mound that during that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the switch flipped. Like, oh, yeah, I bet he gets real quiet. Yeah. 
flip the script just a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Really yes. do. Absolutely, man. Awesome, hey, good man. luck. Good luck this fall. Keep me posted on uh, how things are going out there. If you get out with that bow and arrow and I'll do the same. And uh, absolutely. Obviously, man, we're looking forward to getting this out to the public. So again, thanks for your time, Mike. We know you're a busy guy. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, yep. I hope to see you soon too, yeah, buddy. We'll see you soon, my friend. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Talk thanks, to you later. Take care, buddy. All right, man, we're back. We're back. Quick break. Yeah. Mike Timlin. Mike the he, awesome. He's a writer, legend, bro. Right? Uh, want to make it, want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Yes. Uh, we so, got a new sponsor. Absolutely. This is exciting, man. This is, uh, this is awesome. Yep. Keith Dirk's Auto Body. Yep. In Iowa. The, yeah, in, in your my hometown. In, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, where I grew right? up. Great people, man. Great family. Yep. So Cody Dirks, yes. um, he's a he's a a, a, a listener. He's, yes. a, he's a subscriber to the podcast. Yeah. We love having that. Um, he do they do a bunch? They do really good work. They do. They they move quickly. They work with all the insurance and companies. Like I said, good people, right? Yeah, good human good being. People. Cody's a good yep. good man. So and, and, and to that point, you know, if you if if you need something, if you had an accident or you need some touch up, something got dinged, whatever the case you might are, be. You know where we are, man. People are hitting deer right and left yeah, exactly, this time of year, right? right? So so again, you know, Dirks Auto Body. It's in Monticello. Yep. And what you do is you call Cody directly. That's that, I mean, that's the, that's good people. It's hometown right? business, man. And it's man. 319-480-1886. Cody Dirks. Uh, uh, Cody Dirks, Dirks Auto Body, uh, 319-480-1886. Awesome. So, and thank you, Cody. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank we appreciate that and yep. uh, appreciate the support and, and following us on the pod. It's yep. awesome. Yep. Um, okay, well, dude. Let's talk a little bit about the discussion with Mike, and yeah. I think we'll keep this pretty short. I think he said a lot, dude, in that he discussion, did. and he, he touched did. on a lot. It's with somebody that's done as much as he's done. Well, it's hard to cover that, 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 man, in like a 30-minute discussion. And, you know? and, and, and that's where I want to take this, right, as, as we kind of close this off. So, so I, I, I don't know if I ever told, you know, I, I told you this, you know the story, but people don't know the folks who are watching. Yeah. So I got invited to the pitch, the, the inaugural pitchers and Patriots being a veteran. Yes. So uh, a buddy of mine, Jerry was lived in Colorado and was friends with Mike Myers. I'm, he brought Mike down for a, a, mem a member guest here. Okay. I played against Mike. We met, this, that, and the other. Mike had a hole-in-one that day. We, wow. had a, we had a great time. Let me put on the Red Sox World Series ring from 04. Oh, you sent that to 1,000 people. I, oh, I told you. <laughs> Dude, there was, nobody that knows me that I have their number for did not see a picture of me I, I, with, the, know, yeah, with the Red I, Sox World Series ring on. I know how passionate you are about the Sox, yep. yeah. And so, and so I got invited to that, and, and uh, you know, Jerry and, and Mike Myers cooked up that I was, I was going to go play golf with them. So the four of us, Mike Myers, Mike Timlin, Mike McGowan, and Jerry, yeah. went and played golf. Jerry couldn't play. He had a rotator cuff surgery. Okay. So we get up there. And I'm sitting in the car with Mike Timlin for four hours. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a starstruck guy. Like I don't, I, I see a celebrity. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it, that's not me. Yeah, Some yeah. people freak out and everything else. So we just had a great conversation for four hours. We, you know, he's obviously, he's obviously a great guy, man. Yeah, we heard it. We heard it in the discussion. Yeah. Right? He's just a good human being. And, and what's interesting is, is we've become pretty good friends and I've gone back to that event. Uh, you know, one out of the two times since the first one, um, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've helped him with, uh, the, the Sharon, Sharon Timlin, you know, race.org or yeah. not, not help, but I've, we've contributed and talked to him about a little about logistics, yeah. you know, just, just different stuff. And, and he comes here to play an hour member guest. When you met him, he stays at my house. Yeah. I went up there to, for the event and for his member guest, I stay in his house, yeah. which is a cathedral to baseball, but anyway, right? Yeah, how can yeah. not be? Um, and, and it's and it's just, I mean, for someone who is who pitched in the major leagues for eighteen years, who's made, I mean, he had some serious contracts. Remember the one he signed with the Orioles yeah. for three years and. Did he? Uber yeah, he's, money, right? Yeah, he's doing and, work. And, and someone who is just, you know, he could do anything he wants or go, he chooses yeah. to be humble. He chooses to display his faith. He chooses yeah. to, to hang out with guys and, and, and continue that camaraderie and that brotherhood on and off the field kind of thing. And I just yeah. think, I think it's really special yeah. that, that he's a guy that is, he's, he's a normal person. He's not someone whose head just blew up. And, and, and he's not some degenerate, you know, sports guy who loses all of his money after they got out of the yeah. league. No, look at what he's, he's doing, made man. a great he's, life. And he's, and he's, he's contributed. Yes, yes, he's giving back. And he is 
affecting others just and he's solid human making being. the world a better solid, place. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I just love it. And, and dude, you know, I'm a peon compared to both you and Mike. And the fact that like, I was able to shoot him a text after I met him and he's texting me back, you know, yep. the same thing, man, the guy is willing to, he, he believes, I think in the same thing you and I believe that that human to human connection is a really important thing. Yeah. And it's just cool that he has not, he doesn't put himself above that, right? Even though he's accomplished things that very few human beings will ever accomplish or experience, he doesn't, he just still views himself as, hey, I'm just a, I'm just a human being like you yeah. guys. And it's so cool, man. He's yeah. just a great guy. So I'm just, I'm yeah. so grateful that he was willing to do this. And yeah. uh, I, I, I hope that, he, you know, there were so many more things I wanted to get into oh, with yeah. him because yeah, he's yeah. got such a great story and maybe we'll get to talk to him some more at some point. We'll yep. come up with a few other yep. things we want to dig on, but you know, man, I just, I hope that people take away, you know, a few things from that discussion, which is almost everyone we've talked to that's created a really high level of success in their life. Talk about that daily routine yes, and how important it is to them. Consistency. Yes. Starting their day mm -hmm. with some level of, you know, quiet time maybe, or some, Hey, get me in the right state of mind right. to, to go out and, and do what I'm supposed to do today. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a really consistent theme. And that's something that I'm learning from doing this. You know, the people that we're, we're right, talking to right. and, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's made me like stop and think about my own daily routine and Hey, is that something I need to do better? And I hope that there's other people that take, a, take that away from these discussions and go, Hey, yeah. these are, this is, you know, he's talking about, Hey, maybe it's 20 minutes in the morning. I mean, this is not a huge commitment, Mike, no, no. but he taught, you could tell it's it what an important and it's part something of it. everybody can do. Absolutely. But and so many people have chosen to, as we kind of discussed to, yes. to run away or run away from it, to push it away, to, to ignore, ignore it. it. Right. What, whatever the case might be. Yes. And it's, 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 it, it, to me, and I said it, you know, people on the highest level of sports yeah. who make millions and millions of dollars, who, you know, have every reason to just believe that they are the best that they are because of what they've done and the hard work they've put in. Yeah. Almost to a, almost to a man or a woman. Right, they all say, you know what, I was able to do this because of yeah. some inspiration, some yeah. some God given talent, you know, some some something hi something higher working with me to get me there. Yeah, right? it allows them to stay humble. Correct, right? it, it keeps them small, even grounded. Though yes. Keeps them grounded, grounded. Right, that's a yeah. great way to say it. Yeah. So anyway, um, dude, great discussion. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. I don't want this to go too long. Yeah, true, true. Again, yeah. I want to say thanks to Mike Timlin. Thank you, Mike. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Appreciate your time. Um, Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up again. Thanks yeah. to uh, Dirks Autobody and Cody Autobody. Dirks. Yep. Um, and we are gonna we're gonna head out. We're gonna yep. another little few podcasts we're gonna be recording today. Yeah, it's gonna be are. a busy day, so yeah, uh, let's get back to work. A couple of days. Yeah. 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 So uh, all right, man. Thanks everybody for so listening. Thank you we very appreciate much. you guys. Great episode. Um, make sure you share, like, tell your friends. Um, yep. I think we talked a little bit yesterday about grassroots. Like, dude send this thing to a couple buddies in your, in your phone and your contacts, yep. right? Send a couple links. We really want to make sure we're uh, continuing to get in front of people yep. and, and get a group of people together yeah, and continue agreed. to have these discussions. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Good, buddy. Thanks everybody. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh!